Dr. C here. Before we begin, I'd like to make sure that you're aware that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is a leading provider of online therapy, and they provide video, phone, or live chat sessions with a licensed professional therapist. It's affordable, and you can connect with your therapist within 48 hours. Now, as a special offer to our surviving narcissism listeners, they'll offer a 10% discount for your first month of professional therapy. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com, that's betterhelp.com slash surviving narcissism podcast. I know that many of you would find online therapy to be quite life-changing, and so go to betterhelp.com slash surviving narcissism podcast, and many thanks to the people at BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Surviving Narcissism Podcast with your host, Dr. Les Carter. I'm Michaela, the program director, and in today's episode, Dr. Carter will discuss why does a narcissist need to keep you deflated? Hey there, Team Healthy. I'm so glad to be with you for yet another of our podcasts as we try to navigate our way through the world of narcissists and their many different frustrating ways of engaging with you. I'm hoping that you have a good understanding of this pattern of life because there's so much of that that's out there in front of you. And you know that one of my favorite phrases is knowledge is power. The more knowledgeable you are about what you're dealing with and the more you can hopefully have a sense of wisdom about you as you engage with these individuals, Today, I want to talk with you about a need that the narcissist seems to have strongly that, frankly, makes no sense. But the question is, why does a narcissist need to keep you deflated? Okay, and and I know as soon as I say something like that, you're already nodding your head thinking, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Let me just kind of run through some simple thoughts that I've picked up from other individuals as I've talked with them about dealing with their narcissistic individuals, whether it's at home or work or social or wherever. For example, it, uh, I've heard people say something to the effect of, that person is never satisfied with me. I can't seem to catch a break. Or you might say something like, simple differences between me and that individual just become larger than life and it, it gains a, uh, a an, an enormity of its own when it was just a simple difference. Or many times I'll hear people say something to the effect of arguments with that narcissist are just one, quote, wrong statement away. In other words, if I say the wrong statement or I just use the wrong inflection or my timing isn't exactly right, then boom, here we go straight into the argumentative mode. Or you might um, think to yourself, the narcissist seems to have no problem in validating what I say. In other words, you say, uh, here's my take on such and such. And the narcissist can quickly come back and say, well, I don't know why you would think that way. You know, that kind of thing. The constant ongoing invalidation process. Or, and this is kind of its own form of insult. You might uh, remind yourself, well, the narcissist seems to be nice to other people. But I guess I'm just not on the nice list because I don't get the same treatment from the narcissist as strangers uh, or just peripheral kind of individuals may receive. 
And then many times you might think my relationship with that person just feels like a, a contest where I'm never going to be allowed to win. I'm the designated loser. That just seems to be the way it works. So we go back to, yeah, I feel deflated and it just drains me of my sense of motivation and energy. And the narcissist is thinking, exactly, that's what I want. I need you to be in that deflated position. Now, see, let's, let's put a pause on this. One of the things that I'm hoping is when you look at patterns like this, that it can prompt you to think there's got to be a different way. And I think you and I would agree that one of the better ways to engage with each other is not to deflate each other, but to hold one another up in regard. There's an element of respect. Certainly there's an egalitarianism that you're trying to bring. In other words, uh, one equal to another. There's just a, the old golden rule, I'll treat you in the same that I would, way that I would want you to treat me. But that's not what we're dealing with. Now, let's see if we can put a perspective on this. I, I want us to go into the why, what's going on inside of that person. And specifically, I'm wanting to, uh, to zero in also on what we might watch for inside of you or what the narcissist is looking for inside of you that makes them think, okay, I think I can get away with this. And then, of course, we're going to also talk about how you can uh, uh, sidestep some of the desires, if we can use that word that they have for you as they try to keep you deflated. Let's begin with uh, part of the definition of narcissism. By definition, narcissists are users. They're predators. Now, where I come from on that is when you hear me talk about narcissism, you'll hear me talk about or use the word exploitation. Uh, narcissists are exploitive individuals. As they approach the crowd in front of them, they're thinking, who can I use today? Who can I manipulate and who can I advance my cause with in such a way where I'm going to come out just fine, even if that other person, of course, does not. And then in addition, they're thinking as they engage with you, who's most likely to cater to my cravings and to my mandates and my selfish initiatives? Who's going to offer me the least resistance? And when they pick up on that, it's like uh, with you, it's like, I think I can work with this. Or they just may have that raw, basic question in their mind. Well, what are you going to do for me today? What are you going to do for me in this scenario? And they just approach you and other individuals with this attitude of entitlement. That's just part of what makes up a narcissist. Then they can be thinking, well, who can I out-argue? And who can I out-convince? And who can I out-debate? And you'll know that when you try to give them some pushback, it's like, okay, game on. I'll show you that you've, uh, you've met your match and they'll just continue to push in that regard. They may be thinking as they engage with you, how gullible are you? In other words, can I get you to uh, lay aside what you know is best and go along with me if I can give enough threats or salesmanship or promises or whatever? Um, can you be pliable with me? And can you just kind of let go of your thoughts and needs and feelings and go along with the one person is in this equation who matters, which happens to be me? Or yeah, they may look at you and, and they may think, are you the kind of person that likes to be helpful? And if the answer is yes, then the narcissist can be thinking, well, that's going to work out quite nicely for me.
Now, it's, it's rather sad to uh, summarize the, the manner of thinking and engagement these people have when we put it out in the way that I'm doing, but let's understand certain key points about a narcissist. Narcissists want you to ignore your needs, and they want you to cater to their needs. And, and as a result, part of them getting to that place is to, to remind you over and over you don't measure up and you don't meet my standards. That's that deflated feeling that I was mentioning. Or their starting point in their relationship approach towards you and anyone else is in fact entitlement. My needs, my preferences trump yours. And so they have that as part of their mindset. And there's hardly anything that you can say or do that's going to talk them out of that. Or another part of their thinking as they engage with you is it's like, well, someone in this, in this world of mine needs to prop me up. Someone needs to service me. Oh, good. There you are. What can I do to make, uh, to put you into my service? And part of that is to remind you who the better person is. And so they go into this deflating kind of mindset to remind you you're beneath me. Let's go ahead and establish that up front. In addition, part of their mindset is they, they're willing to give you yeah, maybe a little hope or inspiration up front. For example, they'll try to flatter you or maybe they can offer you assistance or give you compliments. And then the rest of it is if they think that's going to get them somewhere. <laughs> and then certainly they're, they're willing to, to kind of butter you up. There's, it's a form of love bombing that they do with you. But then there's always going to be a reverse expectation. Hey, look, I was nice to you. Now, what are you going to do for me? And then when you don't come along and, and give them what they want, here comes that deflating kind of mindset. Well, I should have known better than to trust someone like you. And they want to make you feel badly about who you are. And then when you feel hurt or disillusioned or damaged, the, the narcissist is going to be thinking, well, you know, that's just too bad that you're such a loser and you're an undeserving person. And you can get these kind of vibes coming from these individuals. And when you break it down in the way that I'm doing, it's like, well, there's a type of cruelty here. That's for sure. There's a cold heartedness. That's for sure. So it, it's, it's um, unfortunate, but necessary for us to start thinking what's going on with the narcissist that requires them to not just see you as, as uh, beneath them, but to actually actively bring you down. This is their mindset. Well, um, and of course you can see that these are individuals who have a great deal of, of hurt and all that they carry. And I'm going to get to that uh, in just a moment. Let's uh, let's let's take a little bit further and ask when a narcissist is um, shows a willingness to bring you down. What is it in you that might inspire them? If I can use that word, uh, it's kind of in a backwards kind of way to be deflating. In other words, what are some of the positive characteristics, or some what are some of the trends that you might have that they pick up on that make them think? 
I can get away with this. Now, as I say these things, I'm, I'm going to give you several things that they might be watching for in you. I don't want to uh, speak these, um, these uh, notions in a blaming way toward you because you're trying the best that you can to be a decent person. But what I am showing you is these folks are picking up on cues that make them think I can get away with this. So, so let's take a look. What is it that a narcissist is looking for in you that gives them confidence that they can indeed get away with this superior to inferior kind of mindset that they seem to need uh, so desperately. First, let's suppose you're the kind of person that says, well, I just have a natural willingness to go along to get along. Well, in many cases, that's an excellent characteristic. You know, there are too many people out there that take themselves way too seriously, and then when they get into a group, it's like, well, it all has to go uh, my way. Well, what if you're the kind of person that says, no, nah, I don't really think that way. I can flow. I'm pliable. I'm flexible. The narcissist is taking note, and it's like uh, in their little mental notebook, they're going to say, write that one down. Uh, this person's flexible, and they like to go along. I can, I can make that work for me. And it's sad to think that that's how they operate. Uh, also, they look for people who have, are you familiar with FOMO? It's kind of a popular little uh, um, uh, uh, term that we use now, F-O-M-O, -O, fear of missing out. Uh, they look for people who want to join with groups, and they look for people that in, like being included. And so when a narcissist picks up on the fact that you actually want to be on their inside circle, or you want to be included, or there are activities that you thoroughly enjoy being involved with, in their um, predatory kind of thinking, it's like, okay, how can I make this work for me? And so they can give you the impression that if you do their bidding, then good things are going to come your way and you're going to have lots of nice experiences. And if you have a certain gullibility with respect to that, then unfortunately they'll work that to their advantage because keeping in mind, they want to keep you in a down position. And so they're watching for some of your best traits that they can use in their favor and against you. Now, there's another characteristic that narcissists watch for as they're trying to figure out if uh, you're somebody that they can use and deflate and keep beneath them. And that is, if you seem to have a, a lack of assertion, then certainly the narcissist is going to think, ooh, this is good news for me. Now, uh, typically when we hear that word assertive, we, we often think of a person saying, well, I'm just going to tell you what I think. If you don't like it, that's just too bad. That's actually aggressive. Uh, assertiveness means that you're going to stand up for who you are and you're going to do so in a reasonable kind of way. And then you can hold your ground without having to argue. And if a narcissist thinks, well, you're not very forceful, or I noticed that you're uh, not too pushy, and if I push my agenda strongly enough, you'll be the one to back down. They like that. And so you can tell the implication is that's something you're going to need to be aware of and hold on to. Likewise, the narcissist, as they try to figure out who they can diminish, they're looking for someone who has a willingness to say yes. Even sometimes if they need to say no. They're thinking, uh, for example, how many, how many times have you been with this person and they said, well, 
uh, I need you to do this for me, or I want to do it on this time schedule. And you're a bit hesitant and you say, well, I don't know that I'm not sure that's going to work for me. And then they press the issue. And then you finally say, well, okay, I guess I can do it. And then in your mind, you're thinking, I really don't want to. They pick up on stuff like that. It's like, okay, you're somebody that I can diminish. If I press hard enough, I will get my way, which is what they want. Likewise, one of the things that they watch for in you that implies that they can probably get away with their deflating kind of communication is they they want somebody who is not going to give too much pushback when arguments or debates come along. I know personally speaking, I'm one of these that if I'm engaging with someone who is just a really argumentative individual, I pull back. It's like, why in the world do I need to bang my head against that person's brick wall? But sometimes narcissists will take that to mean, oh, good. Well, that means if I just push, then you'll shut up and I can make that work for me. I'd like for you to be aware of my video courses. One of them is entitled Free to Be, Finding Yourself Despite the Controllers in Your Life. Now, inside this course are various modules, and inside each module, it breaks down into various lessons with a video, teaching documents, and then also questions that go along with it. For example, inside Free to Be, you'll learn how controllers want to invite you into their games, but then you'll also learn about the seven principles of freedom, how to develop self-trust, and much more. Now, if you are interested in enrolling in the classes, you could go to our survivingnarcissism.tv website, click the link for courses, and you'll find that one and others. And I hope that you would find them to be quite therapeutic. And now back to Surviving Narcissism with Dr. Carter. They like, uh, another thing that we, uh, narcissists watch for, they like people who enjoy serving others that have a reputation for being very helpful and you would like to think that a narcissist would look at that and, and regale you and think, wow, this is really something that I respect. But in their mind, it's like, this is something I can use. And so, again, keeping in mind, they want to keep you down. Then even something like one of your very best characteristics, being helpful and kind, can be a, a, a cue that they pick up on that says, well, I'm going to just drag you down. Now, there's another thing that narcissists like to watch for that would uh, keep them in that mindset of deflating you and elevating themselves is they really like to know if you're motivated by duty and if you're motivated by obligation or an overly developed sense of responsibility because they will work that like a charm. And so they're looking for individuals who, uh, if you say, well, you really need to be doing this, you know, God is watching, or if you don't do this, then everything's going to collapse, or uh, think of the children in China, or whatever their guilt motivation might be. Uh, they're more than happy to uh, to do that. And if you're the kind of person that says, well, I, I want to do the right thing, then the narcissist is, uh, is going to pick up on that and then just add to it. If you're the kind of person that has easy guilt or shame, then it's like, oh, I'll, I'll definitely just uh, work that one like crazy. If you're the kind of person that gives people the benefit of the doubt, then uh, they can certainly pick up on that. If you're the kind of person that is susceptible to that narcissist persuasive sales pitch, you know, when they say, oh, come on, you can do this, then uh, they pick up on that and they'll work that to their favor. If you're conflict averse, 
do you get an idea of what I'm talking about? Narcissists want to keep you in that down position. They're manipulators, they're exploiters, and consciously or subconsciously, they're constantly trying to figure out what kind of cues can I pick up from you that will tell me that I'll probably succeed in my exploitive efforts. Now, they may not be quite that clear in the way that they speak, but that's the general gist. And then in the meantime, I want you to notice what happens to you in terms of your emotional uh, disposition when you're exposed to this kind of uh, manipulative behavior from them, you're going to have a building sense of resentment. And you're not going to be very effective in the way that you engage with these individuals. You're going to have a growing sense of distrust. You can uh, struggle with feelings of having been betrayed. They, you can start having suspicions about, okay, what are they up to anyway? And so your negativity can build. You can sometimes feel very insecure, like I never know where I stand with this person. And so one of the things that narcissists do, they bring all of this neediness. They have all of this attitude of entitlement. They're looking for certain cues from you that tell them if they think that they're going to be able to get away with whatever their manipulation are. And then uh, along the way, you're going to pay for it with a lot of broken emotion. When you just slow down and think about all of this stuff that we're talking about here, it's, it's truly pitiable. And it's, it's truly sad that anyone would feel justified in approaching someone with this kind of mindset that I'm describing. That's what we're talking about when we talk about narcissism. Now, there are certain implications that this has for you. We're, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, have a, an assumption. The narcissist is going to be what that person is. Rather than thinking, well, I need to come up with the right kind of words or actions or behaviors so that I can make that person think differently. Drop that. You know, let me let me take a quick aside. One of my things that I encounter so many times with individuals who have been, you know, stepped all over by the doormat, they'll think, "Well, I, I've tried to set boundaries with that person, but it just didn't work." And when they say things like that, what they mean is, I I said no, or I tried to go ahead and go with my plans, and then they were madder than ever, and so it didn't work. And the implication is, if I, if I set boundaries, that person should have a better attitude toward me. And so let's remind ourselves, when you make adjustments on the inside of yourself by setting boundaries or defining yourself, let's not do it with the understanding that it's going to make the narcissist any different. Uh, that's that person's choice, and, and they get to be whatever they want. But when you establish your boundaries and when you go into your better path, we're doing it for you, not for the narcissist, but for you. And so even if the narcissist continues to be angry or manipulative or uh, just in some way or another distasteful, they are what they are, but you don't have to play into their game. So that's where I'm coming from. So that being the case, we might ask how might you be able to sidestep the exploitive mindset that narcissists have as they try to keep you in that deflated kind of position so that they can elevate themselves and get their way with you regardless of whatever cost it's going to have to you? Well, there are multiple things that I want us to look at relative to that. First, Narcissists want to make you think in all or nothing binary thinking. They're very authoritarian. 
this is the way it is, do this and don't do that. And so as you try to adjust to the narcissist who's coming at you in this uh, contrarian way, first thing you're going to need to remind yourself is stay out of binary thinking. You know, life isn't nearly as cut and dried or all or nothing or as definitive as that narcissist is trying to make you think. Keeping in mind, they, they tend to gravitate toward dominant themes, authoritarian themes, and that's just how they think. But you're not required to have to buy into that with them. Life is so full of nuance. There's always exceptions to the rules or there are uh, elements of mystery that they just don't know how to deal with. And so it's a matter of you realizing when they come at you saying it's this way or not at all, or this is the correct way and, and you're not doing it that way. So there's something defective about you. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's the binary thinking. That's their authoritarian all or nothing mindset. No, thanks. I'm going to pass with that. I don't play that game. I don't think that way. And give yourself permission to have distinction. Whether they understand it or not, it's a whole separate story. Give yourself permission to stay out of their binary thinking. Now, another thought, and, and you know, I just mentioned you having uh, proper boundaries. There, this is going to be a notion that I want to share with you that the narcissist almost absolutely will not be able to appreciate, but here it is anyway. And that is, remind yourself that when you do set boundaries and when you do follow through on your unique priorities or skills or plans, even if the narcissist disagrees, actually, you being true to you is good for the narcissist. Now, like I say, they're, they're not going to buy into that at all. What you're trying to do when you establish your boundaries, and by the way, boundaries means that you have a definition for who you are and you're going to remain inside your definition and be consistent with that as opposed to letting them call the shots for you. I'm hoping that your boundaries, when managed with, with healthy individuals, would lead to good productive results. It would promote coordination. And so even if that person says, but I don't know how to do that in reverse, your goal and your mindset is healthy. And so for them to be in your healthy presence is good. The problem is they just don't know the good that they have. But remind yourself, when I set my boundaries, when I allow myself to be unique, that's one of my, my best characteristics. That's, what, that's a good skill. And I'm going to go ahead and do that because I don't want to bring argumentativeness and, and hate and all of that because that's not good for anyone. Another thing that I'm hoping that you can do as you adjust to them and their exploitive nature is that you can remind yourself that the relationship is not going to get any better. I know that's sad, but in other words, drop your levels of expectation. Uh, when you're dealing with a narcissist, it's virtually always going to be one-sided and the, the deck is going to be stacked against you. And as a result, it, it reminds you if, if you're hoping for something better and more cordial and pleasant, we're going to, if it does happen, we're going to call that a bonus. But so many narcissists don't really want that because keep in mind with our overarching theme here today, they want to keep you deflated. And so rather than them looking at you saying, well, I want this to be good for you and good for me, it's like, no, I just want this to be good for me. Factor that in and then acknowledge that when they do try to keep you in that down position, that's their uh, faulty thinking, but you don't have to buy off on that. 
And then also remind yourself another thing, and this is so crucial, and that is narcissists don't even really see your humanity. They don't think of you as somebody that has valid needs of your own or desires or skills or preferences or interpretations that are quite good and decent. When a narcissist examines you, they're thinking one thing, and that is, how utile are you to me? In other words, how useful? And you're over there thinking, well, does this mean that I'm just a tool? Does this mean that you're just going to use me like the old song? Just keep on using me until you use me up. And the answer is, yeah, that's what they do. So I'm hoping that you can uh, uh, steady your mind and be anchored in truth about who these people are and what their schemes and preferences are so that when they come at you looking for all the cues that they might pick up on and having all these uh, inner issues that they're trying to come to terms with at your expense, I'm hoping you can think, you know, I'm on to that. Uh, no thanks, I'm not, I'm not buying into this. Let's just uh, remind ourselves, narcissists are not team players. Or I can even put it more strongly than that. Narcissists care only about one person and it's not you. Okay, In their minds, if you don't let them wipe their feet all over you, then there's always someone else they can use. It's just simply what they do. They, they don't think in terms of uh, being an uplifting presence, unless, of course, there's something in it for them. They don't have a good appreciation for love or kindness or respect or self-restraint, uh, many of the characteristics that are so necessary for healthy relationships. And so it's sad to remind yourself, these are people who are going to come at you with their own self-serving exploitive schemes. And one of the things they want to do is to keep you feeling down so that they can stay up at your expense. And we're going to say, you know what? I I'm not playing that game. What I'm hoping is that as you see this and you're onto it and you unhook from whatever kind of requirements that has for you, that you're going to decide, I'm going to give myself respect I'm going to give myself the respect that a narcissist will never be able to provide, but that's just what I do. I think in terms of respectfulness, and I'd like to be respectful toward that narcissist, but if they simply don't know what to do with it, okay, I'm not going to spend my emotional uh, energy on somebody that's just going to waste whatever I have, but I am going to continue to respect me, okay? And uh, I'm hoping that you can decide I'm going to continue to be a, that helpful person. I am going to continue to be someone that says, how can I be of assistance? I like to serve. I want to be conscientious. I want to pursue excellence. But also, I understand that there are some individuals that don't know how to reciprocate that. They don't appreciate it. And when I see that, I'm going to also know the value of the word no. I'm, I'm going to learn how to pull myself away from folks who are just going to take my very best ingredients and then use those against me. So I'm hoping that knowing that the narcissist wants to keep you deflated, they want to keep you in, in a down position, you can decide, well, I'm going to tend to my needs wisely, and then I'm going to choose not to enable someone like that narcissist who simply wants to be destructive and toxic just simply because they can and they're trying to build their own inadequate, insecure ego at my expense. You know, the, the sad thing is uh, in healthy relationships, we can look for balance 
where we can be helpful and, and uh, self-preserving and we can have firmness and we can respect that with one another. And then there can be a sense of mutuality. I want your life to go well and I want mine to go well. Narcissists don't think in terms of mutuality and we can't make them be somebody that they're not. But here on Team Healthy, we're going to try to focus on uh, your best version of yourself. And so much of it has to do with you being able to uh, to see the, the characteristics that they want to pull you into that are not healthy. And then I want you uh, to claim your own sense of decency. That's what we're trying to do here. So I hope that this gives you some good things to think about. And I hope that the, the week that you have ahead of you is going to be a good one. And I will see you next time around with our next podcast. Thanks for letting me be on your journey with you. Thank you for listening. Surviving Narcissism is the product of many years of work done by Dr. Les Carter. Dr. Carter is a best-selling author and therapist with more than 40 years of experience, specializing in anger management and narcissistic personality disorder. You can find more content from Dr. Carter on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Surviving Narcissism, as well as on his website, survivingnarcissism.tv. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We are so glad to have you on Team Healthy.